Scott Rowland on the one hop gets it to first. What a play! Even he's smiling. Keep on rock and rolling. Luke and Harry in the alley by the light switch. Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Hello and welcome to Jays from Home. Uh... I haven't started this podcast in, I guess, like a month because we do this every two weeks now. But uh, so I'm feeling a little bit rusty. But uh, my name is Matt Gower, and this is my brother Steve. Hello. Uh, we are on Twitter at uh, Jays from Homes. You can follow us there, um, respond to our weekly polls, ask us questions, uh, just send us spam, whatever, whatever you like. Just yeah, just, and just engage. And if you're if you're off Twitter. And uh, on, say, Mastodon, you can find it also there at Jays from Home. Just just search at Jays from Home. You can you can find uh, you can find people that way. Yeah, I am not on Mastodon, but uh, if it ever comes to that point, I guess I'm going there. Um, so it's been a pretty uh, uh, interesting couple of weeks. We've been off for a couple of weeks now, uh, but we had. Um, I'm going to go right into. We, we normally, if it were the regular season, would be starting this off with um, this week's results, like the Blue Jays scores. But I'm going to start this off with a different result, which is also my home run of the week. My result for this week is that. Um, uh, brief Blue Jay, uh, Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer. So that's that's my home run for the week because uh, uh, it was looking a little iffy, um, you know, right up to the wire there. But he made it in by I think I think they said it was five votes, seventy six percent of the voters voted for Scott Rowland. So he is a Hall of Famer. So congratulations to third baseman Scott Rowland. Yeah, and he I, I remember he was with the Blue Jays. Uh, it was a big deal when he signed. Um, but uh, was it only for the one season that he was? I think they traded. I think they traded for him. He was there for. Um, I thought he signed, but I don't remember. Um, I, I, I think it was a trade, but it was it was a year and a half basically. Um, he started his first year there um, in 2008. I guess he started off uh, injured, but then he played. I think it was like 120 games or something like that. He had a, gr- a good season. Um, and then uh, the, the the legacy that he uh, offers is that. Um, they uh, the Jays traded uh, Roland to the Reds in 2009 for none other than Edwin Encarnacion and a couple other guys too. I see, I see. Well, that's uh, that's a pretty good. I, I guess that's uh, his his better contribution to the Blue Jays than. Well, no, he he was season. a he was a good he was a good player. Like off the top of the show, we 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 heard one of the many highlights of his of his third base defense. Um, and I was reading an interesting article. Um, about uh, how he uh, basically, when after being traded to Toronto, um, he played just a little over 200 games with the Jays. Uh, he piled up s- almost seven and a half wins above replacement, um, just about 10% of his career total, uh, and about a tenth of his uh, MLB games. And that's that's from an article uh, on uh, on Sportsnet.ca by by Nick Ashburn. So that was uh, that was just uh, interesting that uh, the Blue Jays really kind of helped kind of refocus and and maybe. Maybe if it wasn't for his stint, his short stint with the Jays, he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame right now. I see. Well, that's good news. Um, and I see you have another note that um, Jose Bautista will be on the ballot starting next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess because he has been, I, I think he only recently officially retired, but he's been out of baseball for probably close to, to five years now. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. I don't think he stands a chance at getting voted in uh, next year for sure. In, in general, I don't think. But uh, I Yeah, think I don't think just, he'll be a Hall of Famer. 
but he he had a really good like like five six seven years as a as a, as a blue jay it was it's just that the non-blue jay years that uh kind of hurt him because that was like the other half of his career basically yeah i can see him maybe having uh i i would say more likely um the it's not the ring of honor in uh in the level of excellence yeah there we go level of excellence i think i see him there but not not even a a jersey retirement i don't see that happening i don't know i i think that uh he's one of the most important uh blue jays players in in their history so so it's it's interesting to see what will happen uh down down the road i think if they had won the world series um he would his jersey would be retired but uh, as it is level of excellence yeah I don't know. Uh, I think that they should definitely at least do like a a, a statue of the bad flip. Um, yeah, I, I I think maybe a picture probably in in the hallway. No statue. He he deserves a statue. Uh, okay. Well, um, some other things. There's the notes are kind of all over the place. Well, do well, you have do you have any strikeouts or anything like that? Or is it no, no, I didn't. I didn't record anything. So okay. Well, let, let's let's just keep on going with my with my stuff here. Um, because it, the, the the big one of the bigger items in the past couple of weeks was um the Rogers center uh, renovations. And that's my no decision for the week is that um, they're basically saying that Rogers center is going to be a neutral ballpark. Um, and they believe that the, the changes that they've made are going to keep it that way. So that's just, that's just interesting that uh, that's why it's a no decision because um, you have to wait and see if it influences or, or just doesn't influence at all, which is what they're saying. Any, well, any offense. I don't, I don't quite, uh, get that because i thought that the Rogers center was always seen as a, a hitter's ballpark and that the changes haven't really changed that that's, here's the that's thing the though. way i read it here's the thing Rogers center has one of the biggest foul territories um yes. in, in in i'm not sure if it's just the al but in, maybe in baseball in general like a lot of the foul yeah. territories are shrinking like you've got oakland you've got i think um i think I toronto think was maybe, the second largest after oakland yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about Colorado. I think maybe San Francisco has a larger uh, uh, foul territory, and maybe even Tampa. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but but yeah, it's a it's a sneaky um, large foul territory. Now, I think that's one of the things that they're going to tackle next off season uh, with the renovations. Yeah, this year was just the outfield, but that's what I remember reading when they announced all the renovations. Was that when they get around to the lower bowl? Uh, the foul territory is going to be reduced, and that's that's where it came out where they said that uh, they had the second largest foul territory. Yeah. So, do you want to talk more renovations, or or, or, or hold that off until a little later? Um, no. Why don't we Why don't we continue with the renovations? Um, so, very just out of the just for um, just to start it off, I thought they had already released the. Um, the rent like the the new dimensions when they announced everything but i guess i guess they hadn't they didn't have official dimensions anyway well they definitely didn't have the wall heights um they i've seen a couple different tweets with the with the um with, with the new definitions and, and, and distances uh the the left field line um straightaway center and the right field line are all staying the same at 328 feet um but the wall on the left field is being raised to 14 feet 4 inches um, and if you look at the picture here, people, I'm, this, this has been going around on Twitter, this, the pictures of the Renos, the, the left field wall kind of reminds me of like Cleveland or Cleveland's ballpark or, um, or maybe even Houston, like just, with just like slightly raised, like Cleveland is, is, is higher, I believe, but just with a slightly raised left field, it's just interesting. And I think even maybe yeah. Baltimore's has a, has a higher, uh, taller left field wall. So it looks like, yeah, I'm zoomed in here. 
So, I mean, obviously the, the walls around the bullpen will be higher because you want to kind of try and protect the, the pitchers in the bullpens a little bit. But I well, see maybe, in, maybe if it's the visitors teams, who cares? I, I see <laughs> it dips though in center field. So, um, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll have some interesting jumps from Kevin Kiermeyer, hopefully. But that's also the, the longest distance is, is center field. But, uh, yeah, yeah. in theory, if you want a better chance at hitting a home run, um, if you're like just barely clearing the fence, center field might be your best bet. Um, if you're just barely clearing the fence, but it's the furthest point point of the stadium. So I think that you'll have a better, uh, bet pulling the ball, whether you're a right-handed batter batter or a left-handed batter, especially though, if you're a left-handed batter, because the right, uh, field, where are we here? Uh, the right center power, power alley has been reduced from 383 feet to 372 feet. Um, the wall is slightly higher, 10 feet, nine inches, as opposed to just 10 feet. Um, it's just funny. Like the, the, if you're looking at the ballpark, it just, it's not as, as symmetrical as we're used to. It's got like the walls coming in, in some points. It's, it, it'll be interesting to see how this, uh, plays out. It's going to be, I guess, a more challenge defensively for, um, for, for outfielders to play. And that, I think it'll be fun to watch. I'm, I'm excited to see what baseball looks like in the new, uh, era of, of Rogers center renovations here. Yeah, just looking at it, it in left and both left and right, the actually especially in left, the the wall is moved in a little bit, right? Like that's what it uh, appears. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was left left center uh, was three sixty eight previously three seventy five. So uh, Dalton Varsho is going to hit some some home runs, uh, some more home runs this year, and Brandon Belt's going to like that as well. So um, this this is this is going to be good. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, and then they have some. Some, some, I guess, some, some restaurants that they've added outside of the the, the field of play here. Yeah, uh, and I guess this is the 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 fan experience part of things. Um, so they have four new areas, I guess. Uh, I think so. Yeah, and they're all supposed to kind of uh, be inspired by different uh, neighborhoods around Toronto. I guess um, the Corona rooftop patio is one. Uh, of yes, them. the Corona neighborhood in Toronto. Yes, the Corona. Famous. Yes, the, Yes. Um, I think every neighborhood is a Corona neighborhood in Toronto. Um, it's designed to feel like a rooftop patio. Um, and it's, it's, what does it say here? This is, this is going from um, uh, uh, um, the article in, in The Athletic that I read here by uh, by Caitlin McGrath here. Uh, let me just read it off, though. I'll, 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 do, I'll do the, the quick quotes here. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah. Um, open to all people of all ages but it'll reserved as a more lively section of fans looking to socialize um menu items will include corona and frozen cocktails so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be um it's gonna be sticky floors i'm guessing from from vomit um <laughs> park social uh, there's gonna be lots of fights so bring your bring your bring your your smartphone and re- and post your 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 blue jays drunken fights in the seventh or eighth inning to uh to, to twitter there <laughs> that's just because that, that's what always ends up happening up 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 in, in the higher levels um park social is the uh, other one it's a family friendly area as opposed to the corona rooftop where fans of all f- ages can play games and watch the action on the field uh it'll serve food and drinks and they'll have food truck type menu items such as bacon pepper grilled cheese brownie sundaes and milkshakes so that sounds yummy it's, this kind of sound that just really quick it sounds like a uh, a more um uh um organized maybe is the organized and uh and and better better equipped 
area, like the Ottawa in in our ballpark, we have that uh, picnic area. That's kind of what it seems like. It's like a kid a family friendly area, but uh, yeah. with yeah. with more food and more things to do, probably. Exactly. Yeah, and I think yeah, the, the, it'll be kind of like. Uh, you, you see a lot of like the grassy areas and ballparks where people can kind of like play catch or put out like a blanket or whatever. Um, oh yeah, so they have another one called the Stop, which takes inspiration from Toronto's transit system um, as a nod to stadium history. I guess initially they wanted to have a go train going through um, when it was first Sky Dome, but that never happened. Um, the menu items will reflect Toronto's different neighborhoods and include Jamaican beef patties, banh mi sandwiches, and signature cocktails. So that's interesting. And then finally, they have the Catch Bar. And they say it's a popular spot to catch home runs, hence the name. Uh, menu items will include classic cocktails and trendy food bite-sized trendy bite-sized foods such as mac and cheese with Montreal smoked meat, Cuban sandwiches, and brioche pretzel bites. So they're they're not going with Toronto smoked meat. Uh, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I think it's just Montreal. <laughs> that that smoked might be a roadkill. I don't know. I don't. I, yeah, maybe. Um, or maybe it's just like whenever they beat the Tigers when they come into town. Who knows? <laughs> All right, so that that that's it's, it's exciting. It's exciting news to hear how how the Rogers Center is going to be just changing and, and looking a lot different than we're we're used to. And I guess another big thing that they're doing with the seats is um, because it was formerly like also a football stadium, it was a multi-use arena. They're going to be um, angling the and I think we've talked about this before the outfield yeah. seats towards the action of the play. So people, will, so it's a better viewing experience for people in general. Yeah, that's what's going to happen with the lower bowl in general. They're yeah. they're reconfiguring it, but it sounds like yeah, they're they're configuring the seats around the ball field as opposed to changing. Like it, it's kind of obvious that they're not changing the orientation of the at the of the diamond and home plate no, since they've that would, changed the walls. So that would not be efficient. But they all, they're also making the seats bigger too. That's another thing. I see. And so that would be they're they'll be reducing the number of of seats overall. Which yeah, but not, that's that's that, a trend in baseball, yeah. like having smaller seats in sports more. in general, actually. Yeah, well, I don't know about NFL, but yeah, in 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 uh, well, in, in Phoenix, as far as hockey goes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's something else. Yes, exactly. Um, and so I'm going to end off uh, this 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 segment here with uh, my strikeout. Um, now I think you read this article or the series of articles as well. A couple weeks ago, her the Athletic was uh, had a little kind of expansion featurette where they went over, I think, four different cities with hopes of, of landing an expansive, expansion franchise. They did a feature on Portland, on Las Vegas, Nashville, and Montreal. Um, and they were all really good reads. If you are a subscri- subscriber to The Athletic, check those out. There's, it's really good. Uh, but my takeaway from it is that, and this is my strikeout, is that the Expos aren't going to uh, get an expansion franchise. I don't know. Did you read that article? Did, did no. you get the same... I, I didn't. I didn't read any of those actually, but oh. um, I, I guess that's not surprising because an expansion franchise will need a lot of a lot of money behind it, and I don't know what kind of financial backing the Expos group has really. Well, they had the, they had the Bronfman family, um, who are pretty uh, deep pocketed. I think that the expansion fee, I, I want to say, was is something close to. Did they say two billion dollars? I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But um, but it, it really sounded like um, after the whole fiasco with the uh, dual city sharing thing with Tampa, 
um, after that was shut down by by MLB owners that the Bronfmans were uh, I forget which I think is it Charles I forget which Bronfman it was but um, they were just really disappointed by the process and felt kind of uh, misled uh, or maybe even uh, deceived um, and it just didn't sound like they they had their hearts in. At, this, at, at that point, at least, or at this point, in pursuing a, a franchise, like a new, a new franchise, an expansion franchise. Maybe if, if Oakland or Tampa moves, that could be another destination. But it really sounded like, like the, the uh, momentum was, was killed for Montreal getting a new team. Yeah, um, and I think also in terms of the Expos uh, in Montreal, the city... Um, from what I understand, a lot of the momentum was around getting a new, the potentially getting a new stadium. Like obviously yeah. they weren't going to build one. one. Well, they, they weren't going to build one before having the franchise. But I think it was the um, the city council at the time, or maybe even the provincial government. Uh, they were trying to push for the stadium, but that's since changed. So there's less appetite from uh, the politicians to try and push forward a new stadium. So I think that's probably part of it. And I, th- I think maybe the, 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 the area where they had envisioned there being a stadium is, is, is off the, the board as well. Um, it really sounds to me though, if there's going to be uh, new franchises, uh, and I'm not talking about re- relocated franchises, but as far as like brand new franchises, Nashville and Portland sound like the front runners to me. I don't, I don't think Las Vegas is going to get a new team. Uh, they might get the A's, uh, but uh, I think Nashville is for sure going to get a team and and Portland is the other one. Yeah, I, I think that for new teams, they'll want to go into markets that already have uh, one of the major, at least one of the major sports leagues already there. Because uh, why? What, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this question: Why do you want to crowd the market? Why wouldn't you want to go into like Nashville has has the Tennessee Titans and that's it. Portland has the Trail. Well, no, Nashville has the Predators. Oh, and the Predators too. Yeah. Yeah, but and and like Las Vegas, they have the they have the football team, the the Raiders, and they have the the NHL team. But like the more teams that are going to be in there, the less focus you have on on your yeah. Your, your but team. The, the I'm the, just saying, like it, it's good. The three it, it, sports. Um. Well, okay. The only two sports that really overlap each other with in terms of when they play and how many games would be NBA and NHL. Um, there's not a lot of competition for football in the other leagues because football, they play what once a week. Um, and, and then baseball is in the summer. So there's not a lot of competition, uh, at, for between baseball and the other sports, except for a few months in the year for playoffs and whatnot. Yeah. But if, if you're, if, if you're looking at season ticket holders, if you're wanting to buy season ticket holders, you're not going to buy all four or three or two, whatever, you're going to only pick one team to get season tickets to. You're not going to like have season tickets all year round to all the teams in all the leagues. So if you're going to pick one and you're the only, only team in town. I think you're, you're also underestimating probably the size of the markets and the number of people that, uh, you know, not everybody is, is interested in, in football, hockey or basketball. Some of them might be baseball fans and they would prefer to go to those, uh, those games. Yeah, and it's all how it's marketed and all that stuff too. But uh, and yeah, like as far as market sizes, Nashville is just a booming uh, market as far as population goes. Like I, Krista and I went there in 2014, and I think it's probably just a totally different 
look of a city since we in the in the eight or nine years since we were there. So, um, so yeah, like and and, and Portland that they they would be a kind of one of the smaller markets, but I, it would be really interesting to see baseball in Portland. Um, and I think that also, uh, you know, market aside, I think that the the like the, the, the talent. Uh, uh, distribution is there amongst amongst different countries. Like I think that 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 there's enough talent to add in two more teams uh, and make things still be competitive. Yeah, um, I, I I think that that won't be an issue. Um, I mean, what you'll end up having is is the bottom teams will be really at the bottom when they don't have uh, when they're uh, um, when they're not not tanking uh, or however. Uh, um, as the the NHL commissioner said recently, uh, the the teams the the players and coaches aren't tanking, uh, but uh, um, like you see in the NHL, since they've added the two teams, like uh, the the bad teams are really bad. Um, whereas, like you know, in in baseball right now, the bad teams they can have some good players, and they're not like they're they're terrible. But I think. They like, for example, the Baltimore Orioles from two seasons ago. They they probably would be even worse off than uh, than they were. Yeah, no, and I I, I think that uh, yeah, it's it's just about uh, ownership, uh, putting more money into the team and everything. Um, and and just we should all be happy that we're not Cincinnati Reds or Pittsburgh Pirates uh, fans. Although I do I do like the Pirates. They're just. Uh, a little depressing to watch these days, but yeah. Um, so let's go to the weekly poll. Um, I guess I'm, I'm calling it now the weekly-ish poll because I, I basically only do it when we have a show, which is right now every other week. Um, it's Hall of Fame themed, obviously, because we had a Hall of Fame centric uh, uh, weekend last week. Um, so the weekly-ish poll is uh, who will be the next former Blue Jay to make it into the Baseball Hall of Fame? And, and the choice. The options were Jose Bautista, who we just talked about, uh, yep. Mark Burley, um, Carlos Delgado, and Vladdy. Yeah, Vladdy, that's assuming he has a successful career, and we would have to wait a long time for that. Um, I Yeah, my, my choice was, was Carlos Delgado. Uh, but you know, um, and I, Mark Burley, you know, he has, he has like the longevity of his career and he has, you know, he's, I think he had a perfect game or a no hitter and, and he's, he's pitched well over his career, but he just isn't a, I don't think he's a hall of famer, but and Bautista is just the interesting, like we were saying before, the interesting, uh, debatable case just based on his, his years in Toronto. Um, but yeah, Carlos Delgado, I think is, is, is the next guy who that, should make it into hall of fame. That was my vote as well. And, uh, yeah. looking at the, the results, it seems like, yeah, it was pretty much split between Bautista and Delgado. Um, mm-hmm. I have the feeling that the Bautista votes were more, um, maybe recency bias, uh, maybe forgetting how good well, Delgado what, is or that's, was. That's Twitter. Yeah. Delgado predates Twitter, <laughs> the Twitter era. Um, and, and I think he also even fell off the Hall of Fame ballot. Um, so he'd be like a like a what's like a veterans committee or whatever they call them uh, vote in. But I think he deserves it. He had a, he had some some great years with the Jays and also with uh, the the Mets. And who else did he play with? He played briefly for the Marlins, I think, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and he went to did he didn't he go to the Mets? I just said that. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, I thought you said a different team. Sorry. Um, Mets, okay. Mets. So yeah, that's the that's the weekly ish poll. I think the uh, I think it's yeah majority fifty three percent 
also agreed with us about Delgado, so uh, that's, yep. that's good. Um, what do we got for um, for notes for the Blue Jays? We we talked yeah. about the renovation, so we can skip over that. Um, well, there's go. a tweet, interesting tweet that I read, um, and there hasn't really been any follow-up to this, so I'm not sure um, wh- what is going to end up happening. But Bob Elliott, who is a, a, a reporter, uh, tweeted, uh, I guess – Earlier in the week, he says, hearing broadcaster Buck Martinez will be back in the Blue Jays booth for the 2023 season. So that would be good news if that happened. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's that must be – I'm sure it's a, a done deal because, uh, I mean – Maybe Pat they're Tabler, working on a deal right now. Well, Pat Tabler is not coming back. We know that. And we know uh, Dan Shulman is going to be doing the broadcast, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's the generally uh, – uh, re- established, no, not established, uh, widely recognized by fans as probably the best TV duo uh, of the combinations that we've seen. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. I think that maybe what's happening is they're working out a deal right now. Um, but we, we, we touched on this um, in previous episodes. It was a while ago. Uh, but I was reading um, Andrew Stoughton's uh, Substack uh, newsletter, and he made a good point. We were talking about... Um, you and I talked about how like Ryu could return to the uh, rotation. He was eyeing like a July return date, but uh, Stoughton made a good point. He said, uh, uh, "I have no reason to think that July isn't basically the best case scenario here." And per the language of the reports, that's just what he's targeting. He's apparently on schedule is great, but I'm still skeptical that a 35 year old feel pitcher with a history of arm trouble is going to hit that target. So I think it's a it's 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 a good good. Uh, point that Stoughton makes like we, we should we shouldn't uh expect Ryu back and back to full form in July or maybe even August or maybe even September who knows if he'll even get his feel well, back maybe I, I think in, in general like um it, people shouldn't be expecting a pitcher to be like you know back in perfect form right when they are ready to return right like he's maybe well, maybe the they, target they, is they, July but he'll do some rehab stints before actually coming back maybe august is more realistic but like july is when he'll start uh working his way back to regular play well if he's targeting july he wants to be back and ready to go like you're not going to throw him out there if he's not ready to go uh he will be doing rehab starts and stuff too but who knows if that'll be into june and that he's he's starting that or or well it'll take more than a month for him to kind of get back to full starter strength too so so yeah i think we should just you know lessen our expectations here and just hope that he comes back. But, but I think that we still need uh, the Blue Jays to, to uh, have more depth uh, in that starting pitching uh, rotation. And, and speaking of depth, uh, that leads me to the next bit of Blue Jays news. Um, Ricky Tiedemann uh, is the only Blue Jays top 100 prospect uh, that was recently uh, released in the baseball America top 100. He's number 31, but uh, there's, there's some talk that maybe he could, make some spot starts uh, yeah. at some point. And I'm not surprised that he's the only Blue Jay on the list because uh, most of the prospects have now either been traded or graduated. So what about, what about Orelvis Martinez though? He had, he had some, 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 some heat in the previous years. He's, he just dropped off that list completely, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he's, or maybe he didn't drop off. Not maybe so good. pushed him off the, the, the prospect, the, the prospect yeah. list pushed him off. And I think, I think, um, MLB Network recently released their list as well, and same deal. I think he was like maybe 32 on their list, but Tiedemann was, again, the only Blue Jay on that list. Yeah, okay. Well, um, that's that's still good that they have someone on the list. 
uh, better than having no players on the list. Well, the thing about that about that is that if they need to make any trades for impact players, what uh, what kind of prospect value do they have to offer other teams? Not not a lot, it seems right now. Yeah, well, not in the top one hundred, anyways. Um, more more Jays news here. Uh, the Jays added Ashley Stevens to the Vancouver Canadians coaching staff. And uh, sorry, Ashley Stevenson, I think. Uh, she's the second woman hired to the coaching role by the Jays in the past two seasons, following Jamie Lever, uh, who joined the organization as a minor league hitting coach in 2022. Um, and in general, 11 women worked in on-field coaching roles with major and minor league clubs last season, uh, and the number continues to grow. So that's that's great great news to uh, see yeah. that the Jays are adding more women to their to their on-field uh, staff. So that's that's good. Yeah, and we talked about it last year too. In general, it's good to see some uh, some different diverse voices being added to organizations in general. Yeah. And speaking of, of, of women in baseball, um, I was reading this on the athletic the other day and I don't think that uh, I noticed the report um, at the time it was in December, but I guess Thunder Bay is going to be hosting the women's like world cup or championships uh, in baseball in 2024, like the, the world, like women's baseball tournament. Thunder or Bay. So that's that's, uh, that's yeah. a very odd spot for that. Well, they had some. They they did some games. I think last summer in Thunder Bay for, with the women's national team for Canada. Um, maybe they had like a mini tournament or something. But yeah, it's interesting that Thunder Bay is the uh, host. But they must have some good uh, baseball uh, infrastructure over there. Uh, yeah, and I guess when you think about it, it's not. Well, it's not exactly central to Canada, but it is uh, almost. I mean, <laughs> for the it's closest spot in Ontario for the western provinces. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess Winnipeg might be the only other choice if you wanted to go central. But yeah, just neat that uh, Thunder Bay is getting uh, some world-class uh, women coming to play uh, some, some baseball. So that's great. Yeah. Um, okay. You have some some signings uh, written down here. And I don't know any of the names, but it's related to uh, what, the international free agents. Yeah, more international free agent signings. I guess they have until next January to to, to complete that. They put most of their money into um, Emmanuel and Emmanuel Boniel last uh, right right when it, when it opened up. Like they put like I think like eighty or ninety percent of their their budget into him at four million dollars. But uh, they announced recently they agreed to terms with nine more international free agents. Um, I'm not going to go through the names because we don't really I don't know who any of these guys are, and they're probably not signing to a lot of money so i don't know how big prospects they are but uh well two of them they, their names are samuel and three of them have uh, start with the letter s so maybe that's the uh, the new market inefficiency is players with the same initials uh maybe 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 they, they they are just going with initials on the jerseys and saving some money but most of them are from venezuela with one guy um san omosako from brazil uh, as the uh, uh there's a lot there's brazil it seems to be a, a burgeoning baseball uh country uh recently so that's interesting yeah cool well hopefully uh some of those names pan out to at least be become some some good prospects that the well Jays can work yeah with. it's it's uh, well We'll, we'll, I don't know any of these names, and we'll forget all these names by the time any of them uh, make. Uh, I'll a major forget them roster. after we release this podcast. Yeah, you, you don't even know what podcast we're podcasting on right now. Um, the Jays made a, an outfield depth move. move. Um, they signed Winton Bernard to a minor league deal, um, and that name kind of piqued my brain a little bit because I was listening to in the summertime uh, the Effectively Wild podcast. 
Um, and they gave they gave him a little feature because he made his his major league debut at the age of 31 after playing 11 years in the minors. So they did a little, I mean, interesting little feature on him. Um, he grew up. He he played college baseball in. Uh, uh, I guess Niagara University, which is pretty close to Buffalo, which is likely where, he, where he's going to be spending a lot of his time playing. So that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, he 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 played many many years in the minors and finally got his 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 major league call up last year with Colorado. Uh, so that was a, a, and, a good story. And the Blue Jays immediately send him back to the minors. So. Well, he, he's he, he has a chance to to if if he, if he can make a difference to to uh, maybe maybe get on that roster. Maybe. But yeah, well, he's likely to play most of his time in Buffalo. But he he was just one of those like feel good stories. Uh, he you know his 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 uh, his they they had a video of his coach letting him in, in minor leagues, letting him know that he got called up. Uh, so it's, it's a great story. Cool, and uh, we have a, a retirement announcement apparently. Yeah, Jays reliever David Phelps retires. He retired. He pitched uh, for the Jays in 2019 and also in the past couple of years. So he, they announced that pretty recently. So good luck to David Phelps in his post-playing career. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and some Blue Jays uh, or former Blue Jays, I guess, because they didn't uh, uh, they didn't sign. They were either not signed by the Blue Jays in the offseason or uh, designated for assignment. They are now with. Other I think teams. they were both. They were both DFA. They were both, I think. But anyways, Ryan Altapia signed a minor league deal with the Red Sox, and the Cubs claimed uh, Julian Merriweather's after the Jays. Uh, they had to get rid of Julian Mer- Merriweather to make room on the roster for Brendan Belt, I believe. Right. Uh, okay. Well, I think that concludes the the Blue Jays news. Uh, that yeah. uh, was quite a bit, actually. We went through that pretty pretty quickly for the amount of news that came out. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it was an interesting week to get, to be play, paying attention to the Blue Jays for sure. Uh, but there's lots of other stuff going on around the league. Um, we were talking, we've been talking about this seemingly all, all off season long, um, especially after free agency started. But uh, the Astros finally named uh, a GM, Dana Brown. Um, and he's actually got some Blue Jays connections too. He worked with Alex Anthopoulos uh, in the Blue Jays organization. There's also he worked uh, with him in, in Atlanta more recently. And I was listening. I think it was again effectively wild. I was listening to last night. They were saying how um, he uh, actually hired Alex Anthopoulos because uh, he worked as a scout back in the Expos organization oh, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, uh, good luck to. To Dana Brown, I guess I don't. I don't know. To well, say I, that. no, no. Seriously, good luck because I don't think that uh, Jim Crane is an easy guy to work for. So it'll be, uh, you know, he's he he he, he hopefully knows what he's getting into. <laughs> All right, and I, I see on here there's a bunch of uh, uh, twins news on here. I didn't yeah. realize they've been so active in the offseason. They were busy. They were busy. Well, this past week or so uh since 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 getting carlos correa they've been pretty busy um they made a trade with the marlins they they acquired marlins pitcher pablo lopez uh as well as shortstop jose salas and outfielder byron churio um in exchange for uh i think it was the batting champion last year uh second baseman luis arias Hmm, interesting so um well i actually speaking of the twins though and and them getting getting some uh pitchers or a pitcher back in return uh, i was talking to a friend who is a twins fan i talked to um a lot of uh a lot about the twins over the over the past season especially when they were our b team um well uh just quickly he's uh he's positive on the correa signing um that he, she, she, he should be yeah yeah 
Um, he says uh, he may not have six healthy seasons here, but I'm sure he'll have enough healthy seasons to be worth it for for him as a fan who doesn't care about the owner's money. Um, yeah. But he says the the most exciting and he thing, shouldn't care about the owner's yeah, money. The most exciting thing going into the season for him. Um, was uh, no shaky veteran bounce back candidates in the starting rotation. So uh, that's, uh, I, I don't know what their starting rotation looks like. I uh, didn't go too far into that, but well, that's, I think, that's I think a good Pablo thing to Lopez, look forward to. Pablo Lopez slots in as maybe the number four starting pitcher. And I'm not, I'm not going to give my thoughts on, on, on their, um, on what, I, how I think they'll finish uh, until our, our preview episode, our season preview episode, but uh, it's definitely an interesting uh, rotation for sure. Um, on the other end of the uh, on the Marlins side, um, because uh, Jazz Chisholm was was playing second base for the Marlins, he's going to actually move to center field. So Jazz Chisholm is actually one of the funnest uh, uh, baseball players to watch. He's got bright colored hair. He's 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 exciting to watch. He's a good hitter. He's, he's got a he's, great first name, Jazz. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so he's going to move to center field. He said he he would move to center field. And uh, and he said he was he'll win the Gold Glove. And I, I was listening to an interview with uh, GM Kim Ng. Uh, I think it was on Baseball Tonight, and she was saying that um, it was actually Don Mattingly last uh, last year, some at some point, that kind of broached the idea of of Jazz playing center field, and it's kind of come to fruition now. So interesting. Uh, former, there's a lot of of, of Jay's con- connections so far in our in our. Uh, outside of the the Jays news yeah, segment. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the Twins made another trade. Yeah, yeah. I, this, I, I'm going to rope these two things together because yeah. uh, the, the Kansas City Royals uh, traded one Taylor and, and brought in another. So I guess they had a oh, quota they? for players named Taylor on their team. Oh, okay. Uh, so they traded Michael A. Taylor <laughs> to the Twins. Yeah, a center fielder, I guess. Yeah, he's a center fielder. He used to, he uh, started in the Nationals organization. He was their one of their more uh, highly touted prospects at the time. I think he even won the World Series with them in 2019. Um, but he will be a good uh, backup for Byron Buxton in the inevi- inevitability that Byron Buxton gets injured. Um, he's a very good outfielder. He's fast. He is, doesn't have any power, I don't think. But uh, he's going to be a definitely a very important uh, depth guy for the for the Twins. Yeah, so it seems like the uh, going back to what we were saying about the Twins seems like they're uh, they they went not maybe not all in, but they they went pretty heavy in the off season to try and uh, as, win that central division as much as they could, um, what with the options that were available. Um, but yeah, you said that the they one Taylor goes in and uh, goes out, and another Taylor comes in. They acquired Josh Taylor, a left-handed pitcher from the Red Sox, for um, shortstop Adalberto Mondesi. So. <laughs> Yeah. Adalberto Mondesi, I guess, is 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 taking um um uh oh what's his name uh, his spot from uh, um the guy who was injured for the Red Sox. His, his name is oh, just Trevor Story. Trevor Story, yes. Um, Aha, so, I know something but, but, you didn't. Uh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so Adalberto Mondesi, um, it'll be interesting to see. How, I guess he he's another injury prone kind of guy too. Um, he, 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 he played, he, he had, I think one pinch hit or pinch running appearance for the red, the, the Royals when they won the 2015 world series. So he's been around for a while, but he's not even 30 years old yet. And, uh, not exactly related to any of the discussion, except for when I was, when I first went over our show notes here and was 
was uh, scrolling through, I just saw the name Mondesi, and I thought maybe you had written something about uh, former Blue Jay Raul Mondesi. And well, I, I think that's his. I think that's his dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, I was I was uh, confused for a second to figure out why he was in the news, and I, I, I figured I would have heard something. But anyway, well, Raul Mondesi. How did they was did he get acquired? Was that was that the the, the Roger Clemens trade or something? Did he come over from I, the Yankees? I don't remember, but I, I do remember uh, going to a Blue Jays game in high school, and he was playing in the outfield at the time, and uh, saw him in the outfield. That's that's about all I remember. Yeah, he 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 was a good player earlier in his career. He won the Rookie of the Year with the Dodgers. But anyways, I'm not going to go deep into him. Uh, but the bigger the one of the bigger uh, news items of of the week uh, was that it turns out that the Angels aren't for sale anymore. Um. Yep. So not because somebody bought them, I guess. No, the um, Artie Marino, the owner, decided that he didn't want to sell them. So I don't know if that means that he didn't get an offer that he deemed worthy of of, of selling the team for, or if he decided that um, the the minor moves that they did make are going to be enough to make them have a good postseason run. But uh, but uh, it's just adds more intrigue to the to the Shohei Otani. Uh, will he get traded or won't he? Situation, or will he get mm. signed or won't he? It's it's, it's just very confusing if you're an Angels fan right now. Yeah, uh, well, even if you're not an Angels fan, I guess uh, very confusing. Well, exactly. It's it's just they're they're an odd team to to follow and watch, and I don't know what they're doing right now, and maybe neither do they. Yeah, um, and you sent me an article. I just read it this morning, but uh, about the uh, it was is uh, an article about the pitch clock mm-hmm. and the uh, the pickoff uh, limitations. Yeah, there um, are three pickoff. Uh, a lot pick or step offs, and not 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 a pick off necessarily, but if if, they, if the pitcher steps off the rubber, you can do that three times. Yeah, and so it's just just going to create some some interesting dynamics between the pitcher and the runner when that that goes forward, um, because you know um, I guess uh, if you if if you have thrown over two times already, if you if you if you don't get the guy out on that third time, then he gets the base, but he's going to be more aggressive in taking a lead. Um, after two uh, throws over, so maybe you do have a better chance at, at picking the guy off. It's interesting. Yeah, and that whole article though made it made me think of um, well, I guess the, the the first thing that comes to mind is that scene in uh, the Princess Bride when uh, um, you know uh, was it uh, Fezzik uh, tries to poison uh, um, Carrie Yule's character. Where is the poison? The battle of wits has begun. But it's so simple. All I have to do is divine from what I know of you. Are you the sort of man who would put the poison into his own goblet or his enemies? Now, a clever man would put the poison into his own goblet because he would know that only a great fool would reach for what he was given. I'm not a great fool, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You've made your decision then? (laughs) Not remotely. Because Iocane comes from Australia, as everyone knows. And Australia is entirely peopled with criminals. And criminals are used to having people not trust them, as you are not trusted by me, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going! Where was I? Australia. Yes, Australia. And you must have suspected I would have known the powder's origin, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. You're just stalling now. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but like it's it's the sort of thing where like everybody 
trying to outthink each other and maybe maybe nothing will happen at all. But maybe maybe the 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 uh, pitcher uh, he 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 lets the batter steal so many bases that he becomes immune to stolen bases. Is that how that ends? Um, yeah. Maybe. Or the batter steals so many bases he becomes immune to pickoffs. <laughs> I, I guess. I'm not sure how it works out. But but um, it's interesting though because um, some some uh, base coaches are, are encouraging uh, batters to to be more aggressive after that first. Uh, pickoff because after that first pickoff, um, you know, there's only the, the second time is the only is really the only other t- time a, a pitcher can can really have a, a kind of a free attempt to to throw over. So they're not likely to throw over twice in a row. So like after that first throw over, uh, the runners are being encouraged, I guess, to kind of be really aggressive at and, and try to steal after that first. So it's it's it's, it's a confusing situation. It's it's it's, it's going to be fun to watch. That's that's my point. I I wonder if uh, we'll see like a lot of experimentation with the uh, in spring training and if we'll yeah. see some crazy uh, crazy results when it doesn't really matter all that much. So they're gonna just try yeah. different things. Yeah, and I wonder also. I don't know what they're gonna do for the WBC if they're gonna have those same rules as well because um, that'll be interesting to watch in a bit higher a bit of a higher stakes situation if they do have those same rules. Right. Uh, okay. Well, some other signings. Um, Vlad, so this is an international. Brother. Yeah, this is an, an international signing. His younger brother Pablo signed with the Texas Rangers. Um, cool. Um, and uh, you, oh yeah, you have another note here that they have uh, the Rangers have Ronald Acuna Jr.'s younger brother, also Louis. Yeah, Lu- Louis Angel. Louis, Louis Angel. Yeah, and yeah, so that's that's they they like having uh, they're going with the Jays uh, uh, game plan here. Um, yeah, brothers, I guess uh, sons of uh, sons of major leaguers that are also relatives of major leaguers. So that's uh, another market inefficiency. There you go. Uh, and then we have a, a few more signings, kind of uh, uh, a couple more signings dribbling in here. Uh, Aroldis Chapman signed with the Royals. I guess I guess he had opportunities to sign with other teams, but he wanted to be a, uh, he wanted to close games. Which I'm not sure how many games he's going to be able to close with the with the Royals. <laughs> well, I was going to say like I don't know how many like true opportunities were there like you know Royals seem bottom of the barrel that maybe uh maybe his he didn't exactly have his uh a free choice over the matter given uh well there weren't the a lot of situations around him yeah i know i think there were a lot of choices for him and i think that uh he really needs to kind of turn his career around otherwise he's he'll he'll be done basically um, and the Red Sox, they they needed a center fielder. They signed, signed uh, Adam Duvall. Uh, is is he to, related to Robert Duvall at all? Um, I don't think so. Nor is he related to uh, Clea Duvall. I uh, don't know that name. At, uh, um, okay, and there's there's one note that I saw, and it actually it it does relate back to the Blue Jays. Is that uh, Seattle? They are dropping their road gray jerseys because apparently Nike has a rule. Where they're yeah. only allowing four jerseys plus a city connect, so mm. they're the the Mariners are going with their navy blue as their full time road jersey. They still have gray pants, but um, mm-hmm. they had to drop their road gray. So this uh, this affects the Blue Jays too. This rule because the Blue Jays have what the white, the gray, the um, uh, the the blue, the blue, and the powder blue. So that's four. And they have the red jersey as well. So well, maybe they don't five. anymore. Well, yeah. So, so the red jersey is going away. Um, 
I don't know. It seems like some of the the yeah. Am I missing a jersey or no? Like... No, that's that. That's it. That's it. Basically, I I think that it's just uh, the teams should be required to have a gray jersey. Like that's a one of those. I like the aesthetic gray traditions. For Blue Jays. Aesthetic traditions of of teams like Seattle too. They should they should have uh, be required to have a gray away jersey and and get rid of the get rid of the navy blue. The gray is is a better better look. Uh, yeah. Keep the... it simple. Seattle is keeping um um uh, I I can't remember what green it was described as but um in the article but they have What's like a nice teal or whatever yeah yeah they have a nice green jersey that they're keeping I think they should mm-hmm. keep that instead of their navy blue but um yeah yeah the Blue Jays I guess on for uh, Canada Day and any other holiday games are not going to be wearing a red jersey that's my guess well that might still be allowed actually I'm not I, I was on Twitter Caitlin McGrath and Chris Creamer um. From sportslogos.net, we're having a little discussion um, saying that may- maybe the one-off jerseys are still going to be allowed, but it's the regular jerseys in the rotation that they're talking about, uh, the four, uh, the limit of four. So who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? But I think that all teams should be required to have a gray set and a white I, set. I wonder why they have a limit of four jerseys. Uh, maybe maybe it just, just makes it easier for Nike to... to, to design them or or manufacture them i have no idea right um okay well that is uh that is it um blue jays look ahead how many days until uh uh spring training what what, like less than a month well less than a month until pitchers and catchers report spring training starts i think in 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 march i want to say um so just actually february 26th is the first spring training game uh, oh really okay as far as i i'm aware so yeah, you're right. Then less less than a month until spring training starts. So that'll be that'll be uh, nice to see some some meaningless baseball, <laughs> <laughs> which which I probably I probably won't be watching. Although no, um, I don't watch a ton of, of of spring training baseball. But the the WBC like pitchers going to be t- players are going to be ramping up for the WBC, yeah. uh, and I'm excited to watch to watch that. I'm just a little disappointed that uh, Team Canada is. Uh, they put them in um, Arizona, so we're going to see them on the West Coast feed. So we, I, we'll have to stay up even later to see those those evening games. Perhaps um, I'll watch it after the fact because I'm not staying up to watch uh, watch baseball that late. I don't stay up for for the Blue Jays or for the Ottawa Senators when they're on the West Coast. I'm not going to stay up for uh, World Baseball Classic. I will I will watch as much as I can of the World Baseball Classic because it will be nice to it'll be just interesting to see those games. I, I don't remember this, but I think it was over ten years ago now. But there was that that big like brawl between Mexico and Canada because Mexico was upset that Canada was running up the score, but Canada had to do it because everything was 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 total run based when it came down to tiebreakers. There was a lot of intrigue going in, so it'll be it'll be really fun to watch these teams play. And Cuba, Cuba just announced their roster. They they're they're they have some actual major leaguers on their team for the first time. Well, I, I wouldn't expect uh, Cuba to be, um, you know, or sorry, I would ex- I would expect Cuba to be a pretty strong team because they're they're it's a big baseball country, a small they're, country, they're but the they're a big nine, baseball. I think they were, came in at number nine overall. Dominican Republic is the team to watch. They they've got Vladdy. They've got their they, their lineup is is stacked. They've got uh, uh, Lindor. They've got a uh, ton. I think Manny Machado. They they they're they're just stacked. They're going to be fun to watch. All right. Well, uh, I guess we will probably cover that in some form. Uh, maybe, um, maybe in in the weeks ahead, we might replace the uh, the Titans check in or the uh, Sends from home check in. Uh, yeah, maybe one of those, uh, depending on what kind of news is available. But speaking of, 
Well, well, the I, know, I also want to say, just keep in mind, though, that the that, that Dominican Republic and those teams, there, there's the Florida division. So you will be able to see those games without having to stay up late. So just just for you. And I probably still won't watch most of those. Um, okay, well. You, this is a, a, a podcast about baseball, you realize, right? Well, it's about the Blue Jays. Yes. Um, okay, well, we were. Uh, I was speaking of uh, Titans check-in. There's actually uh, again quite a bit of news from uh, the Ottawa Titans camp. Um, so they mainly in terms of they're putting their roster together. So they've they've re-signed a bunch of players, uh, starting with catcher Mitsuki Fukuda, utility player Kai Moody, and left-handed pitcher Kenny Williams. I, I think I recognize all of these names. I remember them. I do not. I do not. Uh, well, I, I went to like th- four or five games last season, so I, I ah. remember hearing all of them. Um, and they made a trade, I guess, with the Sioux City Explorers. Mm-hmm. They got infielder Gabe Snyder and sent to Sioux City, they sent uh, left-handed pitcher Kevin Escorcia. Or uh, Estorcia, I can't remember how it's pronounced, but I recognize the name again. Um, so yeah, interesting. Uh, I, I find it interesting that like there's, I don't think there's that many trades that happen, but uh, Ottawa has made a few trades and even made some during the season last year. So they're they're pretty active. Yeah, on that front. and I, I think that we just didn't see a lot of action in that pandemic year. We didn't see any action in that pandemic year, so we're not used to seeing all these moves. And and we you do have to remember though, because they're an independent league team, there's going to be a lot of turnover. So we're, we are going to see. I think seeing moves like the, this in the, in the off season is going to be a regular thing. But it's 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 fun to see some well, guys. Interesting, you say a lot of turnover, but I, from what I've seen, it looks like a lot of Ottawa's roster is going to be uh, pretty similar to last year's, uh, last season's record, including for, uh, utility roster. utility player Jackie Urbias. That's one name I do recognize. They they resigned or agreed to a contract extension with with him. Ah, uh, yes, but, yeah. that's right. He's yeah. Uh, yeah um, I, I think um, I, I think it'll be good for Ottawa to get to retain a lot of their players because uh, for a city that's not big on baseball to have some name recognition uh in for for fans even casual fans would be would be really helpful i think maybe yeah yeah i, I it's also important to have a good on-field uh product as well names yeah. aside so as long um, as they're winning games and it's fun to watch that's that's really what is important <laughs> to me when i yes. see a titans game and i i just uh i just reading this uh little write-up about gabe snyder that you uh pasted in here from the Titans press release. This is another Minnesota Twins connection. Uh, I feel like we're like a backup Twins uh, Twins podcast ever since we've uh, they were our B team last year. But uh, Snyder was drafted by the Twins in the twenty first round in twenty eighteen, and looks like he reached as high as Double A in his uh, in his time with the Twins organization. Yeah. But uh, as with a lot of the Frontier League players, he uh, he's just didn't quite make it in the in the major league system and he's maybe still working towards his ultimate dream to to to, to well to, yeah he could they, they do take a lot of players from uh from the uh from the frontier league they they are like um you know almost like a secret uh well not so much a secret weapon but like a an extra arsenal for teams to go poaching from the frontier league if they're having a good season yeah, no, it's definitely they, they they keep their eyes open for that for sure. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for the Titans. I guess I guess now it's time to uh, cue the horns.
Um, okay, so the Senators, uh, they are actually on a three-game win streak. Um, I, I oh. really can't remember where we left off from the last last episode, but I think they were in St. Louis uh, when we released our podcast to play the Blues, and they lost 2-1. to one. Um, But then they had uh, some back-to-back games against Pittsburgh where they won 5-4 for the first game and then lost 4-1 for the second game. And uh, the the next game was probably one of the worst results of the season. And the players uh, were And you were there? Yeah. You gifted me one of the worst losses of the season. uh, You're welcome. Thank you you so much for that. Um, But the players and and coaching staff, everybody was really, really... um, um, angry about the loss like they should be angry about all the losses but they were like especially upset about this loss and then they they went on to win the next game two to one against the islanders um they beat the leafs six to two which i'm actually surprised about like that i would not have expected um i i would not have expected a win versus the leafs because they are actually a much better team than ottawa but to win by four goals is, uh, and to score six against the Leafs is uh, uh, a surprising uh, turn of events. And last night on Saturday, um, they on another back-to-back game, a Saturday following a Friday game, they won 5 nothing against the Canadians. The Canadians are a worse team than Ottawa. Um, they're separated by, I think, four points. But they, they scored five goals against the Canadians. Um, and they're going to play them again uh, next Tuesday uh, on uh, yeah on the 31st. And that's the last game that they're playing until the All-Star break. Or, uh, so they'll have a, I think they're not playing again until uh, the first week of February or something like that. Um, some news coming out. Um, again, you, you gifted me Josh Norris's last game of the season. Uh, You're welcome. He again. left, I don't know. Yeah. I think he played that whole game, but after that game, um, it was announced that he was going to go for shoulder surgery and he'd be out for the rest of the season. Um, but as a result, they called up Ridley Gregg, um, who I guess uh, I guess he he grew up in Philadelphia um, and uh, he was he's really a, a big Claude Giroux fan, so it was kind of oh. nice for them to play on the same line, and he got his first point he got an assist on the power play in his first game and i think i saw the stat was like that's one of 25 players to do that i don't know if they mean like active nhlers or Mm -hmm. uh or all time but and then in in that game uh announcer gary galley for sportsnet kept calling him ridley scott uh (laughs) the director and apparently on twitter ridley scott was trending and so people there's someone tweeted like he was very they're very concerned that maybe something happened to Ridley Scott, but then they found out that it was just a play-by-play announcer saying the wrong name. Well, didn't didn't Ridley Scott didn't he direct uh, the Gladiator? Wasn't that uh, a Ridley? Oh yeah, Scott? He, Gladiator. Um, I think um, the, you know the the whole like senators motif going on there. Oh, so I was, maybe, maybe Gary Galley was getting confused. May, maybe, um, but I was going to say Scott Ridley Scott has directed a lot of movies. Uh, I think yes. he had. Uh, uh, two years ago, he had both uh, House of Gucci and uh, The Last Duel. Um, for most recently, I, I can't remember what else he's done, but uh, uh, off the top of my head, but he's he's done a lot. Okay, well, I guess I guess um, after uh, that five nothing win against the Canadians, they will have another duel against them. 
on Tuesday yes, night. Yes, uh, the last duel before the All-Star break. Um, okay, so that, that's that's pretty much it for the Senators. I mean, there's there's not a lot going on. There hasn't been any real news about their the the sale of the franchise, other than um, I think the the accounting books were finally opened up or something. So that's kind of like one of the last steps for a team to be or for a, an ownership group to buy the team. Take note, Angelo's family in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, it, no news is good news, I suppose. Uh, quiet, when it comes to sales, quiet is good. We don't want, we don't want to hear that, uh, the, the, the Melnick family has decided not to sell the senators at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least, you know, especially because, uh, if they're selling it in the first place and going through all this, this process, I think, uh, it probably means they're not really interested in, in, running a team so uh yeah. yeah anyway so let's let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about some non-baseball and hockey related things Are we back? Yeah. Okay, good, good. You wrote down the number of the timestamp, and now we're back. We're, 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 we're showing people behind the curtain zeros as to what happens when we take a break. We talk about timestamps. Yeah. I think we talked about that last week. Probably. Um, so we're, we're just finishing off with talking about our uh, personal stuff over, I guess, stuff we've done over the last two weeks. Normally it's just mm-hmm. a week, but uh, yeah. I'll, I'll start this one instead of uh, instead of you starting it because you had uh you had some items for the for the baseball stuff but i actually yeah. have some some things for personal stuff my strikeout um hook eyelets I, I don't know if you're if you know exactly what i mean but uh you know eyelets in your shoes and boots they're normally oh yeah oh, okay they're yeah, normally yeah. holes um yes. but on on boots sometimes and and on the boots that i most recently purchased they are these hooks where you you hook the laces in instead of putting them through holes. So sometimes yes. when you're tying your shoe, uh, if you pull it the wrong the lace the wrong way, they pop out of the eyelet and you have to start all over again. And it's uh, it's very annoying. It's eyelet popping. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. I. I have. I have. Um. My. My boots are hybrid. I guess you could say they've. They've got regular eyelets and the hook eyelets. What yeah, I do. I have both. Yeah. I, I, I get the stretchy shoelaces and put them on my boots so I can just slip them on and off so I don't have to worry about retying my boots each time. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, doing that. Sometimes I want them tighter than, uh, than what... Uh, than what why, why do you want tight it? boots? Why do you want tight boots? That's not, it doesn't sound it's more comfortable. comfortable. No, the tight boots are not more comfortable. Tight boots are, are more, more, more restrictive. Yeah, but if they're too loose, then you could also hurt your feet that way. I've never hurt my feet by having well, your ankles. That's part of my your ankles. Foot. No, 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 I don't think an ankle is part of the foot. That's a, that's a joint that attaches the foot to the leg. Oh. An ankle is not part of the foot. Anyway, loose footwear is not uh, conducive to, uh, or is conducive to injury. So, but it's your stri- But hook eyelets are your strikeout because they come loose, untied out of out of the, yeah, the hooks. Yeah, I see. That could still happen eyelet with seat. stretchy laces. Yes. 
No, well, it doesn't though, because they, I, they're they're stretchy and they don't they don't move. It doesn't happen to me. I've I put the I put if those you stretch them through... too far, then they'll pop out. No, they they've stayed they've stayed securely attached since uh, since November for me. Well, uh, when they pop out on you, then you'll you'll see that I, that I was right. So, what's your strikeout? Um, okay, well, I'm going to go with my home run because you just basically uh, quoted my home run. Uh, I was right. That's my home run. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, that's my home run because Chris. Those words came out of Krista's mouth. I think. Well, she said you were right, uh, talking to me uh, yesterday because uh, uh, she, uh, we were talking talking about how uh, I've talked about this before. How YouTube is just terrible. And that also, I, I, I'm going to actually just hybrid my strikeout and my home run right now because my my strikeout is YouTube. And this is not not starting well at all. My strikeout is is YouTube because it's just annoying to watch, and it means that the kids, uh, Bo especially, have short attention spans uh, uh, as far as TV goes. So they want to change the, the the what they're watching every every you know thirty seconds. And then so Krista realized that that definitely was the case. She was she was maybe a little skeptical about my theory, but uh, she in the end she said. You were right. So that's my strikeout on my home run all in one. It was it's kind of confusing. It's going all 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 over the place because I think I've had too much coffee this morning. But I uh, see. there you go. I see. Um, well, I, I I'll save my home run. Um, my no decision for the week is uh, uh, it's uh, a, a podcast that I started listening to um, probably more than two weeks ago. I, I I found out about this podcast called Revolutions. Yeah, I've heard of basically this, one. this guy who covers revolutions throughout history. Um, I only really uh, subscribed to it to listen to. There was um, a a French Revolution, a second French Revolution, and then uh, I realized that he covered the first French Revolution like really long time ago. Uh, so I started listening to um, the the first French Revolution podcast. Uh, you know, seventeen eighty nine, with uh, with um, everything happening there. Um, it's a good podcast, and I'm enjoying it. But the no decision part uh, is coming because it's interrupting the rest of my podcast listening. So I'm not yeah. I'm not listening to other episodes that I want to listen to because I'm I'm getting swept up in these uh, in these episodes, and they're only like half an hour long, so they're very easy to to consume and get through. It's just um, they're they're taking up time from from my other podcast listening. Well, I think you've talked about this before from a TV standpoint, or maybe someone else did. I don't know, but like, shouldn't you just listen to what you want to listen to? Does and and, and what you're not listening to can can you just, can just wait. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I I'm I'm have kind of the opposite problem where I'm I'm totally caught up on on podcasts, so I kind of have to like like just kind of. Uh, ration myself as far as what i what i listen to if there are you know certain baseball podcasts that i, I was like i have to wait until like i take the kids out on a walk or until i'm you know like you know doing the dishes when i listen to this one so i'm i'm all caught up i've got i've got like an hour's worth of 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 the latest effectively wild episode just sitting on my phone because that's all that i have left to listen to as far as podcasts go I but see. there will be more podcasting available on monday because people release them and also we release our podcast uh Oh, I thought you, so I thought you were going to talk about this one, and I'm like, "Well, we're recording it right now, so yeah, 
Yeah, but anyways. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that's, yeah. If you want to just listen to what you want to listen to, and if you're interested in, in history, uh, the Revolution podcast, then, then then listen to that. I find, though, that half-hour podcasts are, I, I prefer them to be an hour long, because half-hour podcasts, just the way I, my, I, I listen to podcasts, maybe it's because I usually go running when I listen to podcasts, but just like half-hour podcasts just don't fit into my listening schedule as well as hour-long podcasts do. That's just yeah. my, I I, my, I like my. shorter content sometimes. So when it comes to, if it's longer than an hour, definitely not. But an hour is is okay. But our last podcast was an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, that's that's long. <laughs> yeah, Krista complains. Um, all right, well, let's go to my no decision. Uh, the my no decision is that the lower half of my face is missing because I shaved off my 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 beard. You were just you were you were commenting on that. Uh, earlier I, I i can only see myself in the small corner so it's hard to see what my face looks like but uh yeah i, I shave my beard and it looks like i'm just missing my my the lower half of my face it looks, it looks like I'm, I'm 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 a ghost or something is does does your your whole head feel lighter like is it do you, if you find you lift your head up to look at something you lift it too fast because you're used to more weight <laughs> No, no, I'm not getting any whiplash or anything like that. I do notice, though, that my face is definitely cooler in this, in this uh, winter weather that we are experiencing. So I, I do notice a, a difference in, in temperature with mm. my with with the lack of beard. I see. Which I'm not sure why 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 I'm doing this when we're getting reaching the the kind of coldest portion of the year right now. Well, we're not getting a lot of cold weather lately, so I don't think it's uh, it's going to make that much of a difference for you. Well, it does it does make a difference uh, when I'm out running, for instance. Like I can really feel it on my face when I'm, when I'm outdoors running, or if I'm outside waiting for for Leo to come home uh, on the on the bus or whatever. But uh, it, it it makes a difference. Well, just a little one, but that's why you have uh, there's different forms of winter gear you can wear like there's scarves uh there's the full face masks there's those i can't uh, do that when i'm running yeah. like I, I i during during the pandemic i actually ran with a mask on and that was the worst like i had a beard and like i would have my mask on and my beard would thaw. I'd take and, and like I'd, I'd, I'd wear a mask on the sidewalks and take the mask off on the roads uh but when i took the mask off like my my beard would freeze solid and then the mask would freeze to my beard it was the worst and it's just hard to breathe with the mask on and scarves also like around your face like it's it's not good I, my, my face has to be free and clear when i'm running <laughs> uh well i'll go with my home run and i i think since you cover yours this is uh, yeah. this will finish this up well here. Let, me, let me just let me just repeat my home run just because i'm gonna bask in it um krista told me that i was right so that's that's my home run i'm gonna just gonna repeat that uh just i'm, I'm, I'm gonna just kind of coast on that for the, so for the next two weeks that's that's your one time uh for the year then okay um yep, yep. my home run was uh I, I I had a day off uh, a couple of weeks ago now, um, and I I decided late in uh, like just before the new year that I was going to uh, make one of my first movie watches for 2023 to be Casablanca. I had never seen the movie before, um, and and I saw that it had a very short runtime. Actually, it's only an hour and 42 minutes. And that includes credits because it, that was one of those in uh, in those days, uh, you know, they, they put all the credits up front with the actors mm-hmm. and, and they didn't mm-hmm. list all the technical people. And it just and ends with the too. end. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's different than the 40s, but I feel like those black and white movies in general, like the older movies, they tend to go a little longer, too. Yeah, well, like as a comparison, one of uh, probably another classic Gone with the Wind is like over three hours. Uh, it's, it's a very long movie. I'm not intending on, I've never seen, I've never seen that one. Um, so, but Casablanca, um, I, I wanted to watch it and, 
just just because it was like I I thought uh, they, they had um I I bought it from Google Play and they had a trailer for it and it must be like a modern cut of the trailer because I don't it definitely didn't look like uh, what would have been released in the 40s uh, mm-hmm. but it actually looked like a, a good story like or a good I- intriguing movie because all I've you heard hear it's a about classic. Yeah. All you hear about is really the uh the the love story aspect of it. And actually just the other day I found the um a magazine that must have been released last year uh celebrating 80 years of Casablanca and they call it the greatest love story ever, which it's not by the way. It's not that What uh, is the greatest love story ever? Oh, I don't know, but Casablanca is not that good of a love story to be labeled that way, but When um, Harry Met Sally's Anyway, um, it is. Uh, it was a very, very good movie, and uh, I, I gave it five stars. Um, and oh, uh, good, yeah. It, it's it. It definitely uh, fit the the bill as being a classic, and uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a, a letdown. So that, that was my home run. I, you know, I've, I've, I've heard good things it. about it. I've heard good things about. It. I've, I've seen it um, a few times. Chris and I used to. We used to have like. Before we had kids, like a uh, little, like during our anniversary weekend, we'd have like little mini movie fest where we'd watch a whole bunch of movies. And that was one of them that was, you would usually go into the rotation. Um, and an interesting thing, I forget where I heard about this. Maybe it was on like um, that CBC uh, ad show, The Age of Persuasion or whatever it's called. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd really be interested in finding the book that it was that, that had this information in it. But I guess like if you look at the, the movie, there's a lot of like kind of, uh, and, and and it's not meant to be overt or anything, but there's just a lot of like kind of bar imagery, like because because he takes he's, place he's, in a bar. Well, no, no, like I mean, like prison, like bar, like prison bars. Oh, uh, I see. Because he's he's like kind of trapped in that situation, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd, I think in, I want to exile. You know, I, I think I want to uh, watch it again for different things. But there's definitely a lot of good camera work um, and interesting um, the way they the the shots are set up. It's 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 visually interesting and uh, the only other thing that i noted was that you know like it's it's famous for uh, a few lines like uh here's looking at you kid uh but there's a lot a lot more uh fun funny clever lines in the movie than what is often quoted so uh it's 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 better than the pop culture references is what i, I would say yeah no no it's 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 i it's a good movie for good reason, as people say. Yeah. You know, it's 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 one of the all time greatest movies in film history. So yeah. it's good that you finally watched it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, and I have uh, uh, a movie book, like a history book that uh, um, it the the concept of it is it chronicles history of film in the in the form of like newspaper clippings and stuff and articles and there's a little fun bit about Casablanca is that uh, the producers took out a life insurance policy on Humphrey Bogart uh ostensibly because um he was apparently his wife was sure he was having an affair with Ingrid Bergman and they thought that she might uh kill Humphrey Bogart <laughs> that's why interesting yeah anyway that would have put a a, a big uh, a bump in the in the filming for sure. Yeah, I don't think they could have worked around it as as they do uh, these days. Yeah, um, so I think that's just about it. Um, I'm really looking forward to our next show. I'm still I'm not gonna. My superstition re, 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 makes me not be able to 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 
say who's going to be on the show, but we got a pretty good guest for the next show coming up. Assuming that we skip next week, because <laughs> we're yeah, going to yeah. come back in two weeks. So we've got a pretty good guest um, coming up. He is an author, and I'm looking forward to talking with him. I've been looking forward to this since November. We've we've been kind of chatting back and forth. So um, I guess uh, yeah, we'll 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 talk to everybody next in two weeks from now, and uh, it'll be a fun show. Yeah. See you later. Bye-bye. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. You can hear it.